Super Talk Mississippi media production. Joining me now on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline, Coach Zach Arnett, Mississippi State defensive coordinator. Coach, just finished up recruiting and, and sort of just finished up being recruited yourself. If I believe everything I read, you know, it seems like every power program in the country uh, gave you a phone call this offseason. Don't want to delve too much into that, but one thing I was able, at least I, I, I came to the conclusion of, was one of the things that made staying at Mississippi State attractive for you was that your relationship with Coach Leach is basically you know, you're in control of the defense. That that's your your job, and he he leaves you to it. How unique a relationship is that in college football? Are there a lot of coaches that are sort of heavy handed with, even though they're offensive guys, they like to put their stamp on the defense as well? Uh, I, I really have no idea how how it is at other places. Uh, you know, I imagine if you're a defensive coordinator and you're working for an offensive head coach, you probably have a little bit more autonomy and. If you're uh, and vice versa, and usually if your head coach has a background in in the side of the ball you're on, you know typically they're a little more involved. But I have a phenomenal relationship with Coach Leach, and you know he, he lets us. He obviously has a style of defense he wants to play, and he has a vision for what he wants his defense to look like. And he hired me to to get that job accomplished, and we're still working on that. We got a long way to go, but uh, it, it's terrific being a defense coordinator working for a for a head coach who wants you to play an aggressive attacking style of defense and and let you do that. What what would your assessment of your first year at Mississippi State, your defense? Because you know when we look at it, we think, gosh, that defense they were pretty good this year. I know coaches will you're probably never going to say anything like that. What what would you say? You know, if you had to grade it or however you want to put it, what was year one for you here at Mississippi State? Oh, not good enough. Obviously, obviously we got a long way to go. Getting better. You know, there's there's things in, in every level of defense in all facets, whether it be you know, defending the run, defending the pass, creating more more negative plays, keeping points off the scoreboard. I mean, that's the ultimate measure of a defense is how how few or how many points you give up, and so we need to, we need to improve on that. And if you're not improving, then they'll, they'll find a new defensive coordinator. <laughs> uh, one of the, the things we said a lot this season was, you know, with Coach Leach, that well, you know, it's it, it's such a big transition to what he wants to do offensively and things of that nature. We're not really seeing his offense. Let's put that on your side of the ball. How much of what we saw at Mississippi State this year was your defense, and how how different can it look in year two? I think that a lot of that be determined by who we who we evaluate and decide are our best eleven players, and then you, you know, you typically a, you try to figure out who your best twenty two are, a two deep, and coming out of spring practice after we after we determine all right these are our best players and these are what they do well then then you the scheme kind of fits fits their skill set and the thing and the, the things you can major in now obviously there's going to be carryover every year everyone has you know everyone in the country has zone coverage man coverage but what you specialize in and how you do it uh, that's determined by by putting your 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 best players in the best position to be successful. Let's look. Let's look at year two. That's sort of been the focus on these past few Fridays here for us on the podcast. And you know, we've talked about what does the year two look like under Mike Leach at his previous stops. And one thing he never really had at year two at Washington State or at Texas Tech was that that solid defense. It, when it comes to this this upcoming season, what, what's the area? I know. I know you. You're probably going to tell me everything. But if you had to be a little specific, you know, for year two, what areas do you think you, you need to see the most improvement out of your unit? 
I don't think that's a. I just I don't think that's a correct question. No offense, but I mean I think uh, I think it was the coach for the Buffalo Bills got asked this here recently after his after their last playoff game. But mm. we have to improve in every facet. The coaches, we have to get better. All right, we got to we got to find a way to to coach them better. We got to find a way to increase our knowledge, add some maybe you know, whether that means adding scheme or how we can coach the scheme better within what we already do. As players, we got to improve. You know that's why they're that's why they're on the field. You know, in morning runs and doing weightlifting sessions. We got to get out in spring ball. We we got to improve in every single facet of our program if we're going to take the next step, or or we'll be a disappointment. And so that that's always the mentality. But I'm not going to point to any one facet and say, "Oh, we got to do this better, or we got to do that better." We we have to improve at everything. Sorry to you know if that's not the answer you're looking for. That's right. I get. I ask. I have a wife and two kids, man. I ask questions all the time that I don't get the answer for. You, you, you probably know how that goes. <laughs> so, so one thing Mississippi State has not had a lot of is coaching continuity over the, basically the past decade. How important is it for you to be to know? Hey, all the guys I worked with last year, they're coming back for this season, and we can all, like you just sort of said, get better as a staff. Oh, I think that's a. I think that's a big benefit. Anytime you're working with the exact same group of guys. Um, you know, you've spent a lot of time together now. You kind of everyone, you know, everyone's personality, their way of doing things, um, and you know, obviously trust is built over time. And so, to have to have all the same guys on the defensive staff, that should be a big benefit because you're not you're not spending time in the spring teaching the defense or what you're trying to accomplish to a new assistant because everyone's already been in it for a year. And so, hopefully, that that pays off in the long run. When we talked, uh, I think last summer, maybe maybe early spring, and we talked about the three three five, and I said, you know, under at Mississippi State, we always think about Joe Lee Dunn and his philosophy on cornerbacks was just put them out there on the island and let's just sort of see what happens. You've got a couple of guys that you might feel comfortable doing that with, with Martin Emerson and Emmanuel Forbes. How much better do you think those guys can be in, in this upcoming season? Oh, there's plenty of room to improve. I mean, I know, you know, both those guys sit down. With- Coach McBath regularly, their position coach, and review review cut ups and, and plays from the season where, you know, there's there's either missed opportunities, maybe could have had a an interception or a PBU if you had done something fundamentally or technique wise better, or uh, you know, look at look at a play where you get beat or give up a give up a catch and try to evaluate. All right, you know, is there something could that could have been done better, but. You know, a lot of times you don't give up some catches. Now that's not a that's not an issue. We got we got two really good ones. Obviously, uh, love the way Forbes. You know, he has the ability to go up and get the ball, interception, and then do something with it afterwards. I was got three three touchdowns, I think. Yeah. On interception returns, so uh, I couldn't be happier with the two corners we got out there. <laughs> I sure hope they like being on an island because I got I got no problem calling defenses that do that. Yeah. I thought one of the the players who you know took the biggest step for you last season, coming from you know from a season ago from the 2019 season, was Jaden Crumbity. I was very impressed with him, you know, anchoring the middle of that defense and and being sort of that, you know, I, in this system. Just from my from my eyes, I feel like you need that big guy in the middle to sort of absorb space and, and take on blockers. How, how impressed with you were you with him in the, in the 2020 season? And, and again, sort of the same question, you know, how how high how high can his ceiling go? Yeah, I think I think Crumbity is you know in the mold of all one of you know 
big-time defensive linemen who come out of Mississippi State and then go on to bright, bright professional careers. Uh, I probably don't give him enough recognition when I do these, you know, different interviews because he's probably our most consistent guy just in terms of he shows up every single day, smile on his face. All he wants to do is work and get better. You know, obviously when you're an interior D lineman, some of those flash plays that that other positions are more uh, likely to have. They don't show up as much when you're an inside guy and you're taking on double teams or mixing up in the trenches. But I, I happen to think he's probably our most most consistent, reliable player on defense on an every down basis. And so I, I couldn't be happier with what he's done. And obviously, in my opinion, good defenses are strong down the middle. So having him inside there at the nose position, you always want to have a good middle linebacker and you want to have a good, you know, if you got a good safety down the middle, those guys have the most opportunities to show up at the football because they're, they're always inside out on everything. And so uh, we're fortunate enough to have a really good one in, in Cremity. You sort of segue into what I have next for the question because, you know, part of college football is guys go, come and go. Errol Thompson has been a stalwart here for Mississippi State for these past four seasons, uh, now headed off probably to, a, to a, another – going to be another great Bulldog defender in the, in the NFL. What's the plan there? You know, who are the first names we should be looking to to, to say, okay, we're going to pencil them in at middle linebacker next year? Yeah, I think, you know, in that, in that Missouri game, last regular season game, obviously Errol got uh, – he had to miss the rest of the game for a, a targeting call in the mm-hmm. second play, which I don't know. I thought it was a textbook tackle, but I guess we'll leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to give you 25 grand, <laughs> Coach. I'll just go ahead and tell you. I don't have it. But, but you know, the rest of that game, uh, Nathaniel Watson played that played the rest of the game. He was our middle linebacker, and that one, he did, he did a nice job. So I, I would say going into spring, right, he's probably going to have the first crack at it. Proof he's the guy. I mean, he, he played – every single linebacker position we had last year. So highly intelligent. Um, you know, he's kind of a true Mike. So he's going to get the first shot. But we got some we got some talented guys behind him who are also going to get the mix in there. Obviously, uh, you know, Rodney Gross. We got, uh, you know, Jet Johnson also going to get a shot. And then we'll see if someone, someone we recruited signed can come in and, and prove their – you know, they can pick up on the scheme fast enough and, and show they're athletic enough and physical enough for the, the demands of the job. Everyone's going to get a crack at it, but I would say we'll probably keep Boule, you know, at least initial plan where he's at at our will linebacker position. He's got all those reps invested in there. Um, and then if we can't find a, a middle linebacker to, to fill Errol's shoes, then maybe, you know, maybe we give Boule a, a, a shot. But I like what he's done out at, out at the will. You know, he just finished recruiting uh, yesterday, as we're recording today. This this podcast will go up on Friday, and so now you're at you know signing day is over, and, and now that you, you know you're, you're looking ahead to the spring, is this the most normal it's felt for you as a coach since you know we go back to last March and the cancellation of spring practice? Because right now on the calendar, it, it feels like this is actually where you're supposed to be. Yeah, I would say last year about the same time we were in a similar similar position. You know, we got ready for our our midnight maneuvers, putting guys through agility circuits, leading up to spring break, and then go right into spring ball, and then all of a sudden, spring break hit right, and that's when that's when everything got shut down. So, um, certainly hope that doesn't happen this year. But yeah, things are getting getting back to normal. Obviously, for us as coaches, right, we want to 
just give us an opportunity to get, get around the players a whole lot more, go through a spring practice, get 15 practices in, and then hopefully hopefully by that time situations nationwide are, are so that we can have an end to this dead period and we can actually get back out on the road and go around to high schools and, and visit high school coaches, get an opportunity to see kids work out at, at spring practices, and you actually get a, an in-person evaluation done as opposed to everything through a computer screen. Yeah. Looking at this past recruiting class, give me a couple of guys that you're you're looking at saying, okay, I think they could be, you know, if they come in and do the right things, be impact players for us in 2021. Oh, I think it's very difficult to assume a, a freshman is going to come in and be an impact player because there's so many adjustments. You know, obviously they're going from being the probably the biggest, strongest kid on the field, the best player, and now they're the the little fish again, you know, and the competition level greatly increases. So I don't think you'd ever expect a true freshman to come in and be a, an impact player, but obviously it happens every year. You know, Emmanuel Forbes this year, uh, Will Rogers, a quarterback. And so uh, tip, historically, you know, skill positions, the further you are away from the line of scrimmage, you have a little better chance to come in as a freshman because the game's not as physically demanding. It's, it's a lot more skill-based. You know, Forbes ain't having to mix it up with a 350-pound old lineman. He gets to line up and cover a guy. So, so you would hope a, a DB or a wide receiver or skill guy, linebackers too. They have they have chance to come as freshmen. D linemen, if uh, yeah, I tell you what, if one of these freshmen D linemen we think can come in and and be an impact player as a freshman, then we know we got the right one because that is very hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. What about a guy, you know, a junior college guy like Deshaun Page? Do you think he can make an impact in twenty twenty one? Yeah, I know. I know. This. We wouldn't, we wouldn't go a, a JC route or a, a transfer route if we didn't think the guy had the ability to come in and, and get on the field and make an impact. Because that's that's typically the reason, right? Where you target older right. guys either through junior college or a transfer portals because they should have a better chance because they're physically more mature. Uh, they should have a better chance to come in and and be contributors immediately. Well, Coach, I think we're both on the same page saying I'm looking forward to the the start of spring practice and sort of getting back to normal as much as we possibly can these days. So, Coach, Zach Arnett, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Have a good one. You too. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.